And that kind of brings me to the second reason I think we should be concerned is because if your memories are lost, you're not, you're not telling the stories behind them. You're not creating the opportunities to get together to tell them. This is kind of similar to what you're doing, Jennifer, you know, with Together Moments. You're creating that space and those moments to tell each other stories about their own experience. And, you know, there are many ways to get our memories off of our devices, but my medium of choice is photo books. And there's a good reason for this. It's like with a book, right? You're turning the pages and you're flipping through the stories of your life. They're curated in beginning to end. And it's amazing how when you flip through them, just seeing a photo will instantly trigger those memories and the stories will start flowing. And you'll, you'll remember stories that you didn't even know were there. And they just kind of come out because that photo has triggered that for you. Yes, yes, yes to all of that. If your memories are lost, you are not sharing the stories. Today's interview with Nicole Healy is a unique one. We are talking about decluttering, but we're talking about it with our photos, which I don't think many of us even think about. You all are going to find this episode to be so, I think, engaging and informative and inspiring and really lead you to do some action with decluttering your photos. But for a lot of reasons, it's going to really make us think about our why for that. We're also talking to Nicole about some unique things in her past with how she gave up on a dream, but it really led her down the path that she needed to be on and the lessons she learned from that. Nicole began her entrepreneurial endeavor when she was feeling tremendous mom guilt over not having photo books done for her family. She thought there had to be an easier way to stay on top of getting her memories archived into photo books. While she quickly discovered other parents were also frustrated that their memories were lost to the cloud, too. Her business meets this frustration head on. Memory My Way was founded in 2017 when Nicole started taking on clients one-on-one. Along the way, she became a certified photo organizer, and today she has gathered everything she knows about organizing, curating, and getting a plan in place for success into a membership experience where you can take control of all the photo clutter. Nicole is also working on moving the membership to a web and mobile app that will make all of this really easy and streamlined going forward. Nicole is married to her husband of almost 11 years who is a pilot and they have two boys ages seven and nine. They live near Atlanta, Georgia in the Northeast Georgia mountains. I think you all are going to love this episode. Come along friend, let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together, just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted, turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome 
awesome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, whose childhood crush was Mikey from the Goonies, Jennifer Zumbiel. Nicole, welcome to Families That Stick Together. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Well, the first thing I want to say is publicly thank you for being a part of our Together family and ordering our date night game. You did that before we ever knew you were going to be on this podcast. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and we've had um, a really great time working through it. Well, you sent me a sweet email about something that you and your husband do with the game. And yes. we're going to talk about that at the end of, of this episode because I just thought it was so brilliant. Well, thank Actually you. It's a product idea of mine, but you know, there's only so much time in the day right now. Right. I get that. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> okay, Nicole. Well, I'm excited to get into this episode. It's an interesting one. We are going to chat a little today about all the photo clutter on our devices, which I know people are nodding on the other side here. Yes, I see you. And no, I will not look at your phone and embarrass you at the thousands of pictures that are there. You do not even want to see mine. Mine is crazy. But you're going to show us that or talk about that and some easy ways we can feel overjoyed by those photos instead of overwhelmed. But before we do, there are a few parts of your story that you shared with me that I'd really love to chat about because I think they're so inspiring to us as mothers, Nicole. Um, the first one is this. Tell us how and why you became a dancer. Sure. Yeah. So I became a dancer because um, the doctor noticed I was two years old. Um, he noticed that my feet had a tendency to turn in. And so he suggested to my mom that she put me into dance class to help with that. And he had no idea where that would lead, obviously. I just, I never stopped dancing. I danced all through um, middle school and elementary school, well, elementary school, middle school, high school. And then I actually ended up going to New York University and I was a dance major there. And I lived in New York um, about seven years or so and performed in small dance companies and off-Broadway productions and summer stock and stuff like that. It was a super, super fun time. So you would say that dance really shaped you as who you have become, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It was a big, big part of my life. Yeah. I wanted to bring this up because I think it's so neat to look at these little moments that are handed to us that I feel like God uses someone to speak something into our lives as mothers to notice about our child and help direct them. And I'm guessing that your mom just thought, okay, if the doctor says we should do this, this is the best thing for Nicole, we're going to make this happen. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with my daughter, who I say a lot on here, she loves to dance too. I have two daughters that love to dance, but I'm talking about the older one that I put in first. The only reason I did was because I didn't sign her up for preschool. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted her to be in a classroom style setting to learn those things that you would learn at preschool. Right. And I feel like that was, you know, definitely the little nudge. Hey, get this girl in dance. She's got a gift for that. 
That's awesome. And that's awesome that she loves it so much. I do too. I, I'm sure your mom said, says the same thing, but I can't watch my children at their recital with, without tearing up. <laughs> I still do. That's I mean, sweet. I couldn't even tell you how many yeah. recitals I've watched at this point because they do a Christmas show and a spring show. Yeah. And it's just something about watching your child dance. So have you ever thought of being a dance teacher, like at a local dance studio? You know, I thought about it and, you know, I, I did teach dance when I was in high school and that's how I paid for, you know, some of my dance lessons. Um, and I enjoyed it. I did love it, but I just felt like when it was time to move on from dance, it was, it was time. It was time to move on fully. Um, I did teach Zumba. I don't know if you've ever taken a Zumba class. Um, <laughs> um, one thing you should know about me is that <laughs> I'm highly coordinated at give me a basketball and I will teach everyone in the room how to you have proper shooting form. Right. But um, put me in a Zumba or a step aerobics <laughs> class and oh my gosh, I can't learn the step, the, the sequence for anything. It's so no. Zumba is <laughs> not my thing, but I wish it was. <laughs> right. Well, I, I loved it. I did Zumba for, for like a few years and had like a big following of ladies. Um, this is when I was living in Indiana and they would come all the time and I would do like six week courses where, you know, we would run through the same class every single week so that by the end of the six weeks, they were actually like, they knew it. They knew how to do it. And oh, you, you were serving dance. me. You exactly. were serving my type of people. Thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, you briefly touched on the second part of your story, which I wanted right. to get into, was how you left that passion of mm -hmm. dance to do something completely different, like work for your grandfather's business, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious for you to share this with our Together families today, because there may be someone who also feels like she left something she really loved and maybe quote unquote settled, but tell us why you think that was really where God needed you to be and it was okay to leave what you thought you wanted to do. I'm not going to lie about this time in my life. I mean, it, it was a hard time. You know, like I had just mentioned earlier, I had identified for so long as a dancer and I always will be, like I said, but I just knew in my heart that it just wasn't going to be a career. And I think what made it hard is I had high hopes and I had aspirations, but in the end, the life of the dancer just, I knew just wasn't for me personally. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm like, I'm super proud of myself that I followed my passion for dance because it really allowed me to grow in ways that I wouldn't have like without those experiences. So I think when you make the decision to move on from something like that, it's, it's just tough to realize that the thing that you wanted most just didn't turn out to be what you thought it would be. And I knew I wanted something different, but I didn't know exactly what, what it was, nor um, exactly how I fit in the picture. So it took, it took a long time to figure out. And I had had a lot of learning to do about myself and about business. And like you said, I started working for my grandfather's business and it was like real life on the job 
education, like the kinds of lessons that you don't, that you don't forget, like you, you figure it out because you have to figure it out. But I think what's really important, like eventually I realized that a lot of the skills I had honed as a dancer translated to what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur and skills like discipline and creativity and, you know, the ability to handle rejection and practice and perseverance for the long-term goal. That's just to name a few. And then once I owned that, and then I combined that with what I'd learned or what I wanted to do with my business and, you know, what I had learned about business, my entire mindset shifted. And I realized I was actually quite prepared and, and made for this, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so in the end, I'm, I'm just, I'm super happy. I followed my gut and I gave myself the time and the space to figure it out. And, you know, sometimes that's just what, what you need to do. I pulled out these two questions for this episode before we get into talk about um, the photo declutter and that sort of thing, which has much more to do with memory making with our families than it does about actually placing our photos somewhere. But mm -hmm. I wanted to pull those two things out because it's easier than we think to live daily noticing the signs of how we're supposed to guide our family and guide ourselves, whether it's someone directing us to check out something that might be good for our child or that they might be good at and not dismissing that or knowing when to step away from something and accept a new change in our lives. I think these are all really good lessons from your two stories, Nicole. Well, one thing that you and I learned about each other in our little pre-recording chat was that we both were Arbonne representatives mm -hmm. for Arbonne skincare way back in the day in our early 20s. Yes. <laughs> and we both agreed. I, I said, you know, I, I had to step away because I was halfway being a mom and halfway doing that at the time because I had young babies. I hung it up, but I most definitely that point was a path in my journey I had to be on because it taught me so much about being able to own my own business one day, which I didn't even see in the horizon. And right. the point of that all is that, you know, sometimes we do have to step away from our dreams or what we think was best for our life and, and comparing that to you having to give up dancing because mm -hmm. you knew it just wasn't where we were supposed to be anymore. But to take all those things that we learned and really make them lessons, and I think it's a good thing to think about for ourselves, and as we watch our children transition out of chapters that they don't want to close. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think, too, it's important you know, to allow allow it to happen, because I think it's the only way that you're really going to take the lessons and really internalize them in a way that's going to serve you later or serve your child later. That's such a key thing you said to allow that to serve us. And if we look at our, our family with a servant's heart and what we do in our, our call in life with a servant's heart, then we also have to do that for ourselves and make sure that what we're gathering is serving us well, even if it's not what we planned. Absolutely. 
So I do think that this talk actually leads into the next part of our conversation pretty well. We as moms tend to, well, we don't tend to, we do, we want to make every moment count. And I've, I've said this a lot on here, but I, I think one of our big titles that we own is called Keeper of All the Moments. And we want to be like that because our mama hearts cannot let those little moments pass us by. And when we do, we all know that feeling of laying in bed at night with regret that we either said something we didn't want to, we didn't act a way we wanted to, or we missed a whole opportunity to go sled riding with our kids the way we wanted to, or take them to, I don't know, to the activity they wanted to do that day. And we just dismissed it. And we all know what that feels like. Yes. So Nicole, you are the founder of Memory My Way, where mm -hmm. you help families get their photos off their devices and into albums easily and in a way that feels organized. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> now I am positive we can all relate to the fact that we have literally thousands of photos just sitting in the cloud or in some 2017 folder on our phone or desktop. And I also think that most of us would be thrilled to have them in physical albums to flip through, but we just don't do it. Or I would say the majority of us don't. Mm -hmm. Give us your top five reasons why we should be more concerned about this than we <laughs> maybe are. It sounds yeah. silly, but this is true stuff here. Right. Yes. Well, absolutely. I, I think first it's that one of the reasons why we should be concerned is that feeling that our memories are lost. It's, it's like they're, you know, floating around somewhere in that, that cloud and, and we just don't enjoy them. A prime example of this is when you find yourself scrolling through your camera roll and you know maybe you're looking for a particular photo and you see one that you barely remember taking. I don't know if you've experienced that before. I do all the time. And so you quickly think, oh yeah, that's a good one, you know? And then you move on through your scroll only to forget it again. Or you just, you're just not sure where all of your photos and all your memories are. That's that lost feeling. And I believe our memories shouldn't be lost. It, I just feel like that's just a tragedy, in my opinion. And that kind of brings me to the second reason I think we should be concerned is because if your memories are lost, you're not, you're not telling the stories behind them. You're not creating the opportunities to get together to tell them. This is kind of similar to what you're doing, Jennifer, you know, with Together Moments. You're creating that space and those moments to tell each other stories about their own experience. And, you know, there are many ways to get our memories off of our devices, but my medium of choice is photo books. And there's a good reason for this. It's like with a book, right? You're turning the pages and you're flipping through the stories of your life. They're curated in beginning to end. And it's amazing how when you flip through them, just seeing a photo will instantly trigger those memories and the stories will start flowing. And you'll, you'll remember stories that you didn't even know were there 
and they just kind of come out because that photo has triggered that for you. Yes, yes, yes to all of that. If your memories are lost, you are not sharing the stories. Your family will sit together longer and have more meaningful conversations as stated by 100% of Together customers who answered our survey. Our customers love this so much because it works. It works. It really is a way to slow down. I am Jennifer and I know that intentional connection is your favorite way to win against busy. And I also know some days keeping a strong family actually feels like a superpower. Our family of six totally gets it, especially in today's fast paced world. But we believe in family and we know our world needs more like yours and you having some together for family dinner stickers at your table is going to make you feel like you can do it every single day. Nicole, this question comes from together for family dinner and our warm and fuzzy category. Now, this would be how you answer for whoever's sitting next to you at your dinner table. Explain one special talent that the person sitting next to you possesses. Okay, so I sit next to my oldest son, Finn, at our, at our table at dinner time at home. He's to my left, and I would say Finn's special talent, I mean, he's got a couple special talents that come, you know, come straight to my mind. But one thing is Finn is really good at mental math. He is in third grade this year and he is killing it at the mental math. And he also runs super, super fast. He's a really fast runner and he has a lot of endurance. So his motor's just running all the time. That's so cute. I love that you said he is so good at mental math. What a cool talent and to, to call him out on that because I bet when you say that, does he try to prove that to you? He does, he does. He is all the time, you know, pulling out crazy math problems from his head and, and asking me if I can figure them out and I can't. Oh, <laughs> he does it. That's so cute. Yes, I um, I feel like my first thought there is you better keep telling him that because you know <laughs> my kids were just telling we were just talking about this I said I don't know why but eight plus three always makes me have to go nine ten eleven it's right the, it's a stupid addition fact and, and we were all talking about the silly ones that make us pause and right. so keep reminding him and those skills will stay super strong right okay <laughs> I will I will <laughs> yeah he's he's a cutie we went on a beach vacation this summer and my kids would say, mom, let me see your phone. And they'd want to go through those beach vacation pictures. And they did, and they'd sit together and they'd talk and laugh and tell the stories. And so for Christmas, I printed off, I, I think I printed off 150 pictures. Those were the photographs. Yeah. I bought a big, <laughs> I bought a big album that holds like 300 photos or something. And I put that beach vacation in the front. And I didn't put any pressure on myself to write captions or anything. I literally just slid mm -hmm. the photos in there. And I wanted my children to open that on Christmas morning so that they all sat around and told the stories. And that's exactly what happened. And of course I was crying and I'm like, oh, it was just such a special vacation. And this is awesome. so great. But that is what you're talking about. We cannot omit the fact that that physical sharing 
of mm -hmm. everything as a tangible thing we can touch leads to so much more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, you didn't put any pressure on yourself to write the captions or, or anything like that. You don't even need it. You really don't. You think that you need to write this perfect little paragraph where exactly what happened, but you remember and your kids remember everything. I think without the captions, it actually ends up being better because you hear it in their own words and you're saying it in your own words. And I completely agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and more is coming out. If you limit yourself to the caption or the perfect little paragraph, which you put so much pressure on yourself to complete, you're missing out on, on that special anecdote that they want to share or you want to share. It kind of distracts you, if you will. And what's so beautiful about your story about printing those photos and giving it to them for Christmas is you got them off the screen. They're not on a screen focused on that. They're focused on being with each other and reminiscing together and telling each other stories together. And that's, that's another reason why it's, that's another reason why we need to be concerned about getting them off the screens, getting them off of the devices, getting them out of the cloud and into our hands. Also, what's so great about you giving that to your kids for Christmas. And I love this when my members tell me this is that their kids will pull the photo books off the shelf or from wherever they are in the house on their own. Those are the best stories because again, it's another thing for them to do that's not pulling out the iPad or putting on the video games or turning on the TV, which, you know, we are constantly as moms trying to get them to think outside of that that box, which is the screen. They'll just pull those photo books down. Inevitably, what happens is the parents find themselves stopping what they're doing. They, they take a moment, they sit together, and it's just this moment of connection that otherwise would have been lost because it's not gonna happen on the phone as you're scrolling through. That's why I wanted you on here, Nicole, because you you do line up with the mission of Together so much, is that connection. Because when we provide a moment that leads to audible words being spoken, mm -hmm. then the stories mm -hmm. do keep flowing and the laughter flows and the connection is made and the bond is built and everything gets stronger. And there are so many simple ways for our families to grow stronger each day. It's not hard. We just have to be intentional. And yeah, maybe photo books seems like a silly thing, but it's so not silly, but like obvious or something. Right. Or not that important or really, is that going to make my family stronger? Yes, it is because it's just one more tool in your belt to have in your home mm -hmm. to not only provide that those moments but also it speaks so much more and maybe this is your fourth point but <laughs> I don't know what it is <laughs> but um I was just thinking this is that this lines up with Kimberly Amici's message that she had on our March 2nd episode she's from build your best family and she talks about how we really have to know what our family culture is and what we stand for and if you stand for these moments with your family, then the simple gesture of having a photo album for your children to go grab and share with each other or share with their friends or for everyone who comes in your home, they know what your family stands for. We stand for togetherness and strength 
and, and memory making and being united. Mm -hmm. You stand for being together and creating adventures as a family unit. I mean, one of our family values is adventure. Like I believe, and or I don't believe, I know that we thrive as a family because when we adventure together. And what I love about what I'm doing with Memory My Way is, you know, I am very intentional about creating those, those I call them adventure books, if you will. And, you know, I just created one for a Utah trip that we did. And it is super fun to open it up and it's sort of reinforcing that family value. Well, you are just making my job super easy, Nicole, because <laughs> two weeks ago on March 16th episode with Laura Orlando, we talked about building family adventures and making huh. sure that we we pay attention to that and we use those as moments to build confidence in our children. So all of this just goes together. It's lining up to be a beautiful month in March for the families that stick together podcast. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. So the last point I want to bring up why we should be concerned about getting our photos into photo books is kids love to see photos of themselves. This is one of the reasons why I started my business it was because I was feeling tremendous mom guilt because my kids were asking to see photos of themselves or proof, if you will, of all the stories we were telling them. And I just didn't have anything readily available at that point in time. My photos were everywhere and completely disorganized. And they're like, well, you know, how old was I when I did this? Or what happened when, what did I look like as a baby? Or, you know, all those things. And I just didn't have an easy way to pull them up it made me realize that they just, they love that. They love to look at themselves, you know, in photos. It's important to them. It really is. And if they're just looking at that photo book by themselves and in the simplest example, maybe they were having a bad day or you guys kind of got in an argument that morning before school or whatever, and they see the sweetest picture of you and mom making funny faces together and cutting up and it, it takes them back to that moment. So it's, it is those reminders of the strength that we want to keep showing up in our families. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. Well, thank you for sharing all those, Nicole. Now I am feeling super motivated and maybe a little bit guilty to, de <laughs> to declutter the photos section on my phone and to do something with all the photos on my desktop from our digital camera, because we have tons of those. Give us a few steps we can all take when we end this episode to make us feel like we are accomplishing this. Help me feel like I'm taking baby steps that do matter and I'm not feeling overwhelmed and paralyzed to even make the first move. Right. Well, you know, I'd say first to help with that um, overwhelmed feeling, I'd say concentrate only on your digital photos first. I find a lot of people also have old photos, um, you know, possibly from their childhood or photos that their parents have given them um, that they, and they want to organize those as well. But I always recommend taking, taking this off your plate just not even worrying about that right now, especially if you have digital photos that are also unorganized. So just tackle those first and just let everything else go. That would be my first piece of advice. 
My second piece of advice would be to make a simple and quick list of where your photos are right now. Your list might include, um, you know, old computers, work computers, flash drives, um, several cloud providers, places like that. And wherever those photos might be, write it all down, get this list done, and it is your first step to actually organizing your photos. And then lastly, you're going to buy yourself or locate in your house a two terabyte hard drive. And you're gonna start to centralize that list that you just created. So I suggest making folders in that hard drive that match your list. So whatever you wrote down, if you wrote down um, desktop, um, old computer, something like that, you just create a folder that, that matches that. And then um, you're only going to save your photos and videos to that hard drive. And then you're just gonna move everything to that external hard drive. And you know, just like with any other organizing project, you have to gather everything first, and then you sort, you purge, and then you organize. You can do all of this also, like here's some good news. You can do all of this during the small stolen moments in your day. It doesn't have to be all at once, but slowly you'll be taking the first steps to decluttering your photos and eventually getting them into photo books. You know, we're all about small moments over here, making them all count. And you just gave me some really good advice here. I didn't even think of the first step is just writing down where all the old photos are even are. Yeah. Yeah. It seems so obvious, but it's not. Yeah. It's a very simple step, but it's super important because you'll, you'll, you'll trigger your brain. You'll, you'll start remembering, Oh, Oh oh yeah. I have some here and I have some here and I got to pull, you know, Shutterfly and Google photo. I mean, there are tons of different places. Well, you did that to me because I thought of a memory card that we Mm -hmm. have from a trip to Disney world. There you go. It was only on our memory. I don't, whatever. There's a whole backstory, but right. (laughs) I would have forgotten about that. I know exactly where it is, but I wouldn't have grabbed it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's exactly it. You are not alone in that. And then the hard drive is brilliant. And the way you just said you want to sort, purge, and then organize. I don't think as, as I'm even having this discussion with you, when I think of decluttering things in my life, you know, the first Mm -hmm. thing is obviously clean the laundry room, get rid of all the silly stacks of papers, throw out what we have too much of. I think we all overlook the photos because they're not, they're nowhere. They're invisible. Right. Yeah. They're just stuck into, well, hopefully they are stuck in a cloud somewhere because that means they're backed up, but they can be in many different places. And that's where that overwhelm that you were talking about and feeling paralyzed, that's where that comes from is because you just don't know where to start. But if you start with the list, it really makes you feel like you're accomplishing something and you are, you are accomplishing something without feeling like, ah, I'm, I'm never going to get this done. And I just feel like I can't do it. Yeah. You already achieved that for me. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> really. I, I feel already in my head, there's a couple of things I can do immediately. And that's what I wanted you to offer. Great. So with thinking of all that, what is one big step we can all take going forward to be proactive 
about avoiding future clutter. So something we can just keep up with regularly that doesn't feel overwhelming. Right, right. Um, So I would recommend what I like to call curating in real time. And so I teach exactly how to do this inside of my membership as part of like a plan to get photo books done every year. But basically what it is, is you're making the curating process a habit. In other words, you pick your, your favorites like every night when you sit down to watch TV or during the idle time, possibly once a week, maybe while your kids are doing their activities. Like I did this the other day when my youngest was at baseball practice. And you know, just whenever works for you, you just go through your photos and you mark your favorites. And then that way, when you go to pick your photos for your books, you'll have most of the work already done. And I'm actually working on making this a lot easier inside of my app right now because it's such a big key to making photo books happen. Do we have to give you all our photos fully edited or will they brighten up or how does that work? So we'll work on that a little bit for you because inside of my membership, we pair everyone with a professional designer. And so you are curating your photos. So you're picking your favorites, right? Basically is what that means. And then a designer actually will put them in each spread and um, you know design it perfectly from beginning to end, which saves you tons of time. Now, as part of that process, I wouldn't say that we're you know necessarily editing the color or anything like that, but we know how to pick which photo will look better kind of in a, you know, a smaller frame versus one that should have an entire spread or entire page to itself. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that does make sense. Okay. So I like to edit my photos in the moment and make them, you know, brighter or sharper or whatever, which seems like a simple thing to add on when we're making it a favorite and tagging it for the album we want to eventually print it in. Mm -hmm. Do you have a suggestion of an easy app where we can do all that? Yeah. So what I teach and what I recommend is to use Amazon Photos app. And um, there are a lot of different reasons for that. It's great for organizing. It's great for backing up. I love the way the app works, but also I use it to teach how to choose your favorites. And then inside of there, you can then filter everything by your favorites. And then it's easy when you get to the point of wanting to put everything into your photo book. It's easy to pull all of those over and then um, put them inside of an album and share it with a designer. That sounds perfect. I love it. I love that that, yeah. And I love that this is, it really does sound like something that's more doable than I initially feel about the photo clutter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it made me think, Nicole, that why will, you know, in our, our little moments where we might mindlessly pick up our phone and scroll through Instagram and Facebook, we are scrolling through other people's photos. Use that time and scroll through your own and actually make it useful and look at all your sweet memories. Maybe we need to start a movement there. Right. (laughs) Scroll through your own photos instead of other people's. That's a really long and terrible tagline, but that's really what we're going for. Right. Absolutely. And you make a good point there. Like we are, we're scrolling through um, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, Just go to your camera roll or whatever cloud provider that you've chosen. I recommend Amazon, but you know, there are others and choose your best moments. And then you'll have most of the work already done. It'll be less overwhelming when you get to that point. You inspired me so long, Facebook. 
I'm scrolling yeah. my own 20,000 <laughs> pictures. Okay. Um, <laughs> the very last thing, Nicole, that I'd love for you to share is the cool thing you and your husband decided to do with our Together for Date Night game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I discovered your game right before Valentine's Day. It was perfect. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a great idea for Valentine's Day. We had a date night planned and all of that. So what I ended up doing was purchasing us um, some notebooks or like a journal. And I wrote him a little note inside of the, the notebook explaining the game and why, why I picked it and you know, what we're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. And then I picked a sticker and I put it inside of the notebook and then asked him to answer the question and then give it back to me. And so now what we're doing is we're passing the notebook back and forth and, you know, writing each other notes and quotes and lyrics and stories. And it's been really fun. It's been a great way, a, a renewing way to connect with each other. I just love this so much. I have always wanted to add a journal to our family dinner game and our date night game. And so thank you for doing this. This is just, it's a compliment to me in creating a product that you want to use, but it's also exactly what I hoped for when creating this. I just wanted couples to feel an easy way to grow closer that didn't feel intimidating and that held your bond strong, even in all the busy, crazy moments. Yeah. So thank you for turning it into that for you guys. Absolutely. I, and I'm, I um, am curious, do you remember the first sticker that you left for him? I think it was the one, um, it was our best qualities that make our family work. Oh, that is so special. That's so cool. I was curious because there are 105 in there, so you could have picked mm -hmm. anything, and that's what you started with. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Ah, one last question that I ask every guest, what's one thing helping your family stick together right now? So I would say that thing is our mutual family goal. It goes back to our family value of adventure. We are wanting to buy a boat for our family. And so we are working towards that and doing all the research and, you know, trying to become boat owners. <laughs> I like that you said it's a mutual family goal. That means you're getting your children involved and they see the hard work, I'm assuming. Yes. To make sure you save and sacrifice and get to that dream. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very cool. Great answer. No one has said mutual family goal before. I love that one. Woohoo! <laughs> Tell everyone where all the places we can find you for help with decluttering our photos, just to follow along for all your great wisdom and everything you have coming up with your app and stuff. Yeah. So you can find me at memorymyway.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at memorymyway. Um, also on my website, you can get my photo clutter cure, which is a three-part video series, kind of just, you know, getting you started on the organization process and helping you get a plan in place to get those photo books done. Well, I hope that we can all really benefit from those. Those are excellent videos that really do help and put us on the right path to feeling good 
and like we do have a plan. Nicole, this has been such a great interview. It has gone in so many directions, which I love. And your story is so perfectly shared here as why we should all strive to be families that stick together. Thank you, Jennifer. It's been a lot of fun. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.